0: All right, guys, about that time, Chris Brooks here with you. Another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Hope you guys are having a great day wherever you are. I appreciate you tuning into the podcast. Let's see, what are we going to get into today? I want to do some SEC power rankings. And a look around the SEC of what these other teams are doing, you know how good everybody is, where Ole Miss is stacking up, and we'll knock out some of that today. Also, um, not a ton of recruiting today. I might go over just a couple of names here at the end. We did some, we did the 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 bigger updates yesterday with Santarine Perkins, and with Dante Dowdell. I had the question posed to me yesterday. If if I had to guess right now, which of the which of the players in Mississippi Ole Miss comes away with? Okay, that is a, that's a dangerous road to go down. Um, you know, and let me give you guys some context here. Talking to a couple of sources with uh, that are obviously tied to Ole Miss. You know, I often can disagree with even some some of those people. You know, in their perspective and who they think Ole Miss will end up signing and where they stand. The only reason I say that is because it just, things change. And especially now, but even not especially now, just historically, you know, things just change. You think you're getting this kid, then bam, all of a sudden he doesn't go. But then what happens is you lose one. Well, then it feels like you're losing all of them. And that's not the case. You know, I'll use Sunterine Perkins as an example. If you're trying to um, go down the road of how many guys have been committed to Ole Miss and then flipped and with Alabama. All right, that list is, I don't even know what that list is. I can't think of anybody. You know, there have been some battles there and, and Bama's won some, but I'm trying to think of a guy that they have flipped over to that side. And maybe that guy exists, but off the top of my head, I can't think of him. So that just goes to say, I think if you're being honest, it feels like that happens all the time when in reality, it just, it doesn't. It doesn't happen much. So having said that, I still know things change. You know, I I remember going into the Cam Akers press conference and I would have told you that that was, that was almost done. I, at the time, I probably would have said that, done. And he goes to Florida State. You just, you never know. You just never know. So um, that's a dangerous thing to make these predictions. But if I had to guess right now, out of Mississippi, who I think Ole Miss pulls in? If I had to bet today, yes, I would think that they pull in Suntering Perkins. I think they're solid pulling in Aiden Williams. And I'm just going to go to the top guys here. Jamorius Brown from Moss Point. And if you ask me to guess today, I think they would grab Dante Dowdell. Okay, that's just, and, and I don't want to go into, I've mentioned this before, just I'm not going to go into a lot of details with Dante because he's committed to Oregon right now. If you ask me right now where I think he ends up, I think it's Ole Miss. Isaac Smith is somebody I like a lot um i'm not sure how old miss is recruiting him in terms of how hard i really thought they were close to kind of jumping all in on him not sure that's happened though and i think he ends up at mississippi state i like that guy so if it's if you're asking me who i'd take yeah i would have been all over him i think he's going to be a good player On a college level, and a lot of high school coaches speak highly, highly of that kid. I think he ends up at State. But those are the top five guys in Mississippi right now for my money. Um, But I think if it were – you're asking me today, I think Ole Miss would snag four of those guys. And then uh, we'll see what happens, you know, whenever we get the signing day. Okay. Today is national. Let me give this to you real quick. What is today? You can enjoy some national – no, no. You know, Sometimes I I bump up against one of these, and I'm sorry to laugh and not say it, but I don't don't want to get myself in trouble. Occasionally, opinions need to be kept to myself. Sausage pizza day, that's a terrible thing. Not a fan. You should eat uh, pepperoni is the number one. Uh, Everything else is a distant second after pepperoni. Don't really like sausage. If you do something else, maybe Canadian bacon, that's a good idea. Uh, Sausage would be third. When I was a kid, shrimp was a big deal. We'd go to Pizza Hut. Maybe some of you guys can remember this, and you did it. You could go to Pizza Hut, and you could get the shrimp pizza. And from Lawrence County, the way I was raised, I thought that was basically a delicacy. Shrimp pan pizza from Pizza Hut, that was a big deal if we got to go knock that out on a Friday or a Saturday night. But um, yeah, you sausage people out there, go knock that out. Okay, some SEC power rankings and just some old Miss news in general you know all that stuff's been out there already the Jonathan Mingo co-player of the week in the SEC with Will Rogers which is pretty funny i don't know how often two players from the same school shared that award can't be often if ever and uh that's that's big for both of those guys i'm a will rogers fan too i, I know him know his dad and uh happy for him glad he's putting up the numbers he is at mississippi state happy for jonathan but yeah that was pretty cool for me to see both of those guys been from from a Brandon High School, getting that award, so good for them. Mingo suddenly now is all over these yardage leader charts. I think he's second nationally in yards receiving, something like that. I know he's number one in the SEC. Uh, happy for that dude that that he's been able to that he's had the kind of year so far that he's had. All right, now in terms of uh, and there's and the injury front, you're not going to get a whole lot of that. You know, and just in my experience, even when I hear stuff on that, hey, so and so is going to play, so and so is going to play, doesn't always play out like that, which should be common sense because it's injury related. Kid shows up on Saturday or, you know, Friday, Saturday, and it just doesn't progress like he thought it would, like the trainers thought it would, and, you know, he ends up not playing. So I don't want to go down that road right now anyway. We'll just see who plays Saturday. Uh, the trig news yesterday obviously happened and, you know, I hate that for him, but we did that yesterday. Now, in terms of where Ole Miss is stacking up right now in terms of, of power rankings, right? Where are they going to finish the year? I'm not a huge fan of the ESPN football power index. I I look at the numbers, and yeah, I see errors, and why is this team as high as they are? And and that is what it is, but at the same time, it is interesting And I do like looking at it. Right now, Ole Miss is sitting at number eight in the power rankings, but the number you really need to pay attention to is the projected win-loss record, which takes into account the remaining schedule and where you think Ole Miss is going to go. Right now, Ole Miss is projected to win 9.7 games. I pay attention to that number because it's also reflecting what's happening around the SEC and what some of these other schools are doing are not doing from what we had them preseason predicted. So basically you're sitting on a 10 and two season to start the season. Would you have taken that? Of course you would have. I mean, of course you would have. That's at the very top of where everybody was predicting. And the only game that is unwinnable. I say unwinnable is Bama. And that doesn't look nearly unwinnable as much as it was last week. You know, they struggled with AM. They You can argue they should have lost that game. They didn't, but it was right there. So now you're looking at the schedule way different than you were going to look at it to start the year. But yeah, the FPI is predicting Ole Miss with 9.7 wins, so basically 10. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right, now Brad Crawford with 247 comes out every week with his SEC power rankings. I like to look at it because I like differing viewpoints i like to see what everybody else thinks outside of this area and just objectively what people are seeing. First time I've checked it out. I haven't gone through this. Yeah, Missouri's at the bottom, Tigers, Auburn, you know, next to the bottom, and then Vandy. Vandy did look better than I thought they would, especially for a half. They look great. But it's just that they were a little better than I thought. The quarterback play was good. Running back's pretty good, and that one stud wideout was legit. But, yeah, sitting here at 12, that's about right. Auburn's struggling. Uh, That is what it is. Ole Ole Miss needs to play well in that game, handle business. You know the history in that series, especially lately. Not a whole lot of luck there. But handle business in those games that you should win and move on after that. And we'll get into that, the Auburn series and the Auburn game a little bit later in the week. Vandy, Arkansas at 11. Man, from, from the preseason to where I thought they'd be to be sitting here at 11. But, see, this is I've talked about this in the preseason also. We get to the end of the year and we act like some of these teams are terrible. These teams at the bottom, man, that team was awful because they lost games. That's not always the case. Somebody has to lose. I mean, some of these teams have to lose. There's not a whole lot of separation on Saturdays between these teams. And Arkansas, I'd argue right now, is a victim of, A, their schedule, and, B, their injury list. They are just – they are battered. If you don't have luck in this league on the injury front, you're in trouble. And not only are they going through the injury bug, it hit them at the one position they couldn't take it, and that was quarterback. When that happens, the kind of season that they're having, that happens. And it happens in a hurry. It's not hard to believe. They're sitting here at 11, Florida at 10. Kentucky at nine. Kentucky at four and two. They'll be middle of the pack in the SEC when you get to the end of the year. That's not a bad team. It's not a bad team. But Will Levis has to be healthy for them to to be a, a top half of the SEC team. Has to be. And we'll see what they do this weekend with Mississippi State. If he's healthy, then... Then that's a ball game. If he's not, then I don't know. I don't know how they hang in that game without him. South Carolina at eight. Okay, now LSU hit sitting here at seven. Seems about right. Texas A&M at six. Um, I don't know what happened to A&M on Saturday to play like that, but it happened. Mississippi State checks in at five for the two four seven Sports SEC Power Rankings. Uh, I think State's a good football team. They're sitting five and one. The offense looks better than it probably ever has with Leach. And you know, if we're just doing like an eye test thing here, I know the the spread that they're running. You don't necessarily think physical football and all that kind of stuff, but their running backs do run the ball hard. And I'm familiar with um, with Johnson from high school. I haven't seen him play several times. They have a couple of backs that run the football hard. But that's a that's a solid football team. I'm not shocked that they're five. That's probably where I'd have them. Now the rub comes here. Ole Miss sits at four at six and zero. Tennessee at three at six and zero. Look, I hate to say this because I am not a Tennessee fan. That orange just rubs me the wrong way. And Tennessee just hasn't been able to put it together in forever. You know you, they start the preseason as one of these up-and-coming teams, and then they just – it never happens. This year looks different. And I wasn't a big Hendon Hooker fan to start the year. But I, I'm starting to believe in that guy a little bit, that he is legit. So they're 6-0 and with, obviously, the huge game this weekend. We'll know a little bit more about Tennessee after the Bama game. But as it sits right now, yeah, I'm comfortable with them in that third spot and I'd have Ole Miss in the fourth spot. Now, what I like about Ole Miss and their chances to move up from that fourth spot is Jackson Dart is getting better. Like, that, it's week to week to week, and yeah, the numbers aren't huge, but some of that is just, it's the style of offense that they've run. They've had so much success running the football, they haven't put it in the air this year nearly as much as they have the last few years, so Dart doesn't have the touchdown throws. But week to week to week, he looks better and better and better. You know, in in weeks prior, you could almost see, yes, some of the running is a good thing. Sometimes the running is due to not sure what I'm going to do with the football. Let me take off and run over somebody. Looked more like a quarterback Saturday. Did not just take off running. Even when he would scramble around, often it was scrambling to look for somebody, find an open guy. But you could see this building even when the numbers weren't coming along. And it's Vandy. Yeah, of course it's Vandy, and you take that into consideration. But he's getting better and better and better. Knock on wood. Or the desk or whatever here. But the injury bug hasn't hit hard. You hopefully see that continue the next several weeks as we uh, we start to knock out the second half of the schedule. The offensive line's looking better. The defense has been what it's been the whole year. There's depth on that side of the football. If they run it like they've been running it, if Dart continues to progress the way he's been progressing, and then you look at the schedule, then, yeah, there's a chance to do something special. So I'm fine with that. Your top five teams in the SEC. Georgia sitting there at number one. Alabama number two. Yep, that's how I do it. Tennessee at three. I think that's fair. Ole Miss at four and Mississippi State five. I think that's the fair way to look at it. Could be a fun rest of the season. Now win Saturday first. Get that one. Just keep winning. Making the games bigger every week as you go. All right, guys. That's going to do it today. This is Chris Brooks on the Rebels 247 podcast part of the 247 Sports Network, and inside the Rebels. Y'all have a great day. Appreciate y'all. See you tomorrow.